Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and I want to, once again, welcome you back to the show. And uh, as I start off with my last several podcasts, for those first-time viewers who may be listening to this to this uh, show, I want to say thank you for li- thank you for listening, and I certainly hope you come back. For any of those viewers that have listened to this podcast from day one, I want to say th- thank you for doing so as, as well. Um, again, I've stated in previous podcasts, I've been trying to broaden my horizons, trying to get my podcast out to different websites, uh, different, I know uh, it's on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Radio Public, Breaker, uh, any other podcast, any other ones I have missed, I'll certainly apologize, I'm trying to get it my stuff out there as much as, as much as I can, um, hopefully my, um, podcast will reach, reach more viewers in many different countries, um, like I said, uh, it has reached from Germany to Thailand to United Kingdom to my brothers up north in Canada, Uh, I want to continue to get new viewers to come in and listen to the podcast, uh, I hope you can do you do so. Uh, again, I try to do the best I can to get out as many issues as I can. But of course, as you know, and you know, work does take priority. I'm, I'm afraid this is more of a hobby. God knows you would love to make a career out of this. And of course, you know, a lot of people have made a have certainly made a um, living out of out of doing it from the from the Stephen you know, from the uh, Skip Baylesses of the world to Colin Callahurd and so forth and so forth and so forth. They have made a living doing this. Now, granted, I don't think the podcast will ever get to be in that level. I don't think it ever will. These guys are all-time greats, and certainly I would love to be on that level, but uh, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's an armchair quarterback, right? But enough of that. As you know, as you know, my viewers know, I don't like to beat around the bush. I want to jump right into it. Uh, the first bit of news I want I want to cover is now. I believe ESPN broke this news. The word on the street is that Big Ben this will be his last season that he is getting that he's gonna hang up the cleats after this after the season. Now, Big Ben struggled in the first half uh, yesterday against the Ravens, but. He played well in the second half. He pulled out, and the Steelers pulled out a victory. Not before the uh, Ravens did drive down the field, made a touchdown, failed two-point conversion to win the game. Now, for the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Fable Day playoff, playoff hopes are still, let's say, they're still dangling right now, but... They're still in they're still in the thick of a very wide open AFC. Now, right now, if the season were to end right now, the Steelers would not make the playoffs. Uh right now, the New England Patriots would be the number one seed, I believe. And maybe the Tennessee Titans could be number two. I'm not quite positive on that. And the Ravens, the Ravens could be the three or fourth seed somewhere in there. Pittsburgh would fail to make the playoffs. But back to back to Big Ben. Sometimes, sometimes an athlete, 
whether it's baseball, football, basketball, whatever professional sport that you play, they are athletes. Of course, there are some athletes that try to hang on and on and on and thinking, thinking they've got it. They still got it. They still got something to give to that team. And then they struggle and they struggle. And then their skills start to deteriorate. Now for Big Ben, Big Ben hasn't been the same quarterback as he's been the last couple of seasons. Big Ben has had injuries. He's had an elbow issue that cost him pretty much a season. Now, to me, that that elbow, I think to this day, could still be affecting Big Ben. Now, it might, yeah, I believe maybe to some degree it could be. I could be wrong on that. Only Big Ben knows how his body feels, how the elbow feels. Only Ben knows the answer to that question. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But I think this is a situation where I think Ben has sat down and I think he has realized that, hey, I'm not the same guy anymore. It's, it's time for me to step back. Now, after this season, I'm sure Ben is going to do the best he can to get the Steelers into the playoffs. So let's see how it goes from there. And yes, the Steelers fans, they go ride Big Ben because you don't think Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins is going to get you to the playoffs. If you're going to get there, you got to ride. you got to rely on Big Ben. It's simple as that. And that's a foregone conclusion. But Big Ben has nothing to hang his head about, right? He's got two Super Bowl rings. He's probably got every passing record in Pittsburgh Steelers history. Next to maybe, maybe next to Terry Bradshaw. He's probably the best quarterback in franchise history. Now, granted, if he had won two more Super Bowl rings, Ben would be greater than Terry Bradshaw. I guess you have to remember, Terry Bradshaw had uh, some pretty good teams. I think was it almost I think almost the entire Pittsburgh Steelers team back is probably in the Hall of Fame or close to it. Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame running back in Franklin Harris, two Hall of Fame receivers, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, a Hall of Fame center, Mike Webster. And that defense, don't get me talking about the defense. I think almost the entire defense, I think, is probably in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. Or... So Terry Bradshaw had a lot of great, great players to work with. And not saying Ben didn't have some quality players to work with, but he didn't have the exact players that Terry Bradshaw had to work with. Now, granted, he had some good years from Le'Veon Bell to an Antonio Brown and other, you know, other he had Hines Ward. I'm not saying he didn't have some solid players. He had a good center, Mike Pouncey. But let's be honest, I mean, but the last couple of years, Ben, injuries have caught up to, injuries have really caught up to Big Ben. And I think Ben knows that it's time to step down. I think Ben, I think Ben knows in the back of his mind that he's not producing like he once was. But then again, Ben also has to think in the back of his mind as well. The talent, well, at least on the offensive side of the ball, is not there. Ben has to realize, hey, we changed four-fifths of our offensive line this past offseason. You know, hey, we've had a hard time running the ball. Now, I've got a good a good young running back in Najee Harris, and I think Najee Harris is going to be a pretty good player for the Steelers, you know, for several years to come. Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, Juju was his number one receiver. He got hurt. I believe Juju, Juju might be on a one-year contract. I'm not positive about that. 
you don't know if Jesus will come back. I do like I do like Deont I do like Deontay Johnson. I think he's a nice young receiver. And you got Claypool. You got two decent receivers that you can work with. You've got a nice young tight end, tight end from Penn State. That I believe, yeah, that you can work with him as well. So yeah, so there's a few pieces to work with, but that offensive line has got to be worked. Yeah, but that offensive line is certainly has got to be worked on. And if you want to concentrate, because believe me, if you want to run the football, fix that offensive line. There's nothing wrong with Najee Harris. He's a very good ball player. Like I said, he, he's going to be a running back that the Steelers can rely on for, you know, years to come. But fix the offensive line. Now the defense, the defense has not played up to its capabilities this year. To me, going to come in the season, probably one of the top five defenses in the league, which it should have been. T.J. Watts having an outstanding year. He's had some injuries, but he's still he's been playing through them. And he is actually, what, he's got to be in the lead, one of the lead candidates for defensive player of the year. He finished second last year. He's got to be among the top three or four this year. The defense has not played up to the capabilities that it's used to, used to playing up to. Yeah, I understand it had it had, a, it had some injuries, but it has but it's not it has not played it's not played up to the capability that it should play up to. Now, Mike Tomlin has been a pretty good coach for the Steelers for for many many years now. Heck, at some point in time, some people thought Mike Tomlin has lost, had lost the locker room because of the, because of. Um, of the Antonio Brown getting on Facebook and talking about and yeah, talking about this and talking about that, and Mike Tomlin did not know nothing about it. People thought Tomlin lost the locker room. Big Ben, I think you know Big Ben. Big Ben, I think sees the big picture. Big Ben understands that hey, I've had injuries. They're coming back to bite me in the butt. I don't know much of the team. The team to me. The team maybe maybe it's on a down on a downslide. I mean the Ravens, you still got Lamar Jackson. Lamar's had his ups and downs this year. The Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns are not that bad of a team. Baker's been dinged up all year, but is Baker the guy that's going to lead your team? And then Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals have had moments when they've blown people out the water, and then they they had moments where they've got their butts kicked. But the Bengals are kind of on an upswing. To me, I think Ben sees the writing on the wall. I think Ben figures, hey, it's time for me to, to get out while the getting is good. Now, I'm not in Ben's head, but if I'm Big Ben, I'm thinking that to myself. It's time for me to step away because my skills are not what they once were. Now, for some unforeseen reason, if Pittsburgh gets to the playoffs, it will be probably because of Big Ben, Big Ben in some way, shape, or form. But, It is, it is time for Big Ben to walk away. Big Ben will, I'm sure Ben will be probably a Hall of Famer, I'm sure. He's got the statistics. He's got two Super Bowl rings. I'm sure Ben will get there. I'm sure Ben, ben will get there one day. And rightfully so. He's had a good career. Nothing to be ashamed of. But this is one of the situations where I think Ben realizes that my skills are deteriorating. I don't have it no more. 
again, I've seen Ben has shown flashes every once in a while this season. But overall, Ben knows it's time for me to bow out. Enjoy life. Enjoy my wife. Enjoy my kids. Enjoy it. For Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Because let's be honest with you. Who's going to replace Big Ben? Rudolph Mason Reels, not your answer. Dwayne Haskins, is sure not, not your answer. And I don't think it's a quarterback in this year's draft that says, there's a guy that's going to come back for the next 10 or 15 years. There's not a quarterback in the draft. That's that, that's that guy. If you go to free agency, I don't know if you go find a guy in free agency that's like that. So it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Do you go look around somebody's rosters and try to make a trade for somebody? Pittsburgh, to me, I've never known Pittsburgh Steelers to go out and make any blockbuster deals. I know my last podcast, I did mention something like Russell Wilson, but I don't see Pittsburgh making that big of a splash and going and getting Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's had some struggles, has had a little bit of struggles, but I don't see Pittsburgh making that big of a splash to get, a, to get any type of quarterback whatsoever. Could they draft one? Well, yeah, they could draft one. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I'm sure they probably have got that in the back of their mind. I'm sure the front office, I'm sure Mike Tomlin has that. We're going to have to draft a quarterback this year. Will they go? Will they dip into free agency? I'm sure that's a possibility. I don't think they'll get a, a huge, huge signing for free agency. They might get a veteran quarterback. And I'm guessing that veteran quarterback and Mason Rudolph will probably battle for the job next year. I don't think Dwayne, I wouldn't be surprised. I believe Dwayne Haskins will probably be gone. So I'm assuming there'll probably be somebody in the free agency and Mason Rudolph. Now, the next big question is, I believe Mason Rudolph, I, I don't know Mason Rudolph's contract situation. His contract might be up this year. I have to really check that out, check that out for you. Now, if that's the case, I don't know if Mason Rudolph will be back or not. He might be back because he knows the system, plain and simple. But for Mr. Steelers fans, I hate to say it, there will be no Big Ben next year. Big Ben, as the word is coming out that he has, he is going to hang it up. Now, Big Ben, after the Baltimore Ravens game, pretty much had brushed it off and denied it. Well, what do you want Big Ben to come out and say? Well, yeah, I said that. He's going to deny it because Ben's a smart player. Ben is a smart man. Ben wants his team to focus on the task at hand, and that's trying to make the playoffs or even win the, or even win the division because that's what he wants his focus on. He doesn't want the focus to be on him. But since that, that rumors since that rumors come out about his retirement, well. The focus is going to be on Big Ben and the possible retirement. Now, Big Ben has not come out and said it. It has been rumored that that's what could very well happen. But for Big Ben, if this is it for Big Ben, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, enjoy him. Enjoy him while you got him. Because, I tell you what, it took a long time for you to replace a guy like Terry Bradshaw. You've had some interesting quarterbacks. Now, you did have one in Cordell Stewart who 
wasn't a prototypical type quarterback, but he made some, yeah, but he made, he made things happen. Then you have like Neil O'Donnell. You remember him? I think Neil even got you the playoffs one year, did he? But Ben, you had a gap from Terry Bradshaw, a whole bunch of other quarterbacks, and then it went to Big Ben. Gosh, I can remember the quarterbacks. Mark Malone, what is the other guy? Cliff Stout, I think his name was. You've had some interesting quarterbacks. And that's the thing about NFL teams, as stated, you've got to get that quarterback right or it's going to set your franchise back. Ask the New York Jets. They haven't got it right for a long, long, long time. Ask the Miami Dolphins, Dan Marino, and a whole bunch of other people. But once again, enjoy him while you got him. Because this could be his final year. And after that, you're going to be hurting, really hurting, for a quarterback. Because you never know. You might not get another quarterback for several years to come. So for Pittsburgh fans who want to bash Big Ben, and I'm sure that many, many of them have, enjoy him while you got him. Because this may be his final year. And who knows? As somebody once said, anything can happen. Who knows? Ben could take it to the playoffs. I don't believe Pittsburgh will get that far into the playoffs or into a Super Bowl if that happens. But enjoy, enjoy Ben while you got him. Now, while we're on the subject of the Steelers and the Ravens game itself, I believe Coach Harbaugh and the Ravens now, Harbaugh and Coach Harbaugh said that he, um, there was a questionable call at the end of the game. Like, why did you not kick the extra point? Why did you not, why did you go for two? Why did you go for two? And Coach Harbaugh's point of view was, hey, well, my defense is banged up. My secondary, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just lost maybe my best corner on, cornerback on my team. To an injury, I had I had parted next to nobody as far as my cornerbacks go. Now, do I buy? Now, do I buy that excuse from Coach Harbaugh? Now, the one thing I'll say about you know, one thing I'll say about Coach Harbaugh is this: to me, to me, he has earned himself a lot of passes because let's be honest with you, the guy does have a Super Bowl ring to his credit. He has been a very winning coach for, for the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, he got Joe Flacco to a Super Bowl and they actually won it. So, now, I don't have a problem. I know some experts have a problem with his answer. He had to do it because, because they tied the game up. He doesn't feel that his defense would have stopped Big Ben and the Steelers' offense from going down the field in overtime and kicking the field goal or scoring a touchdown and winning the game. Now, I don't have a problem with that because, to me, if the reason he went for two is because of depth issues and injuries, I don't have a problem with it. To me, Coach Harbaugh has done, and Carter has done an outstanding job with the Ravens for many, many years now. 
And if he's worried about depth issues at the cornerback situation, and he feels that his his defense is that dinged up and that banged up to the point he feels Steelers would have ran down, gone down the field, and scored, then I've got no then I've got no problem with it. If that's the way it was, and he made the right call. Now, my problem is the only thing I have it's not Coach Harbaugh. I think it's Lamar Jackson. I might have more of an issue with it. Now, I have seen highlights of the last play of the game. Now, to me, to me, the mistake, the first mistake was made is nobody covered T.J. Watt, who is, like I said, a leading candidate for defensive player of the year. You don't, you don't cover him. He comes wide open on that two-point conversion. And now Lamar tried to get it as best he could. Mark Andrews had his hand like fingertips on the ball, couldn't get it. Now, I won't give Lamar Jackson, to me, I give the offensive line or I give the play calling from somewhere. I would say that was the mistake. I mean, how can you leave TJ Watt just uncovered? You need to put a body on him. I don't care. You put a body on him, put somebody on him, but you let him come, come free and then mess up Lamar. Lamar Jackson's rhythm. But then again, that's why T.J. Watt's considered one of the top defensive players in this league. But Lamar Jackson, the biggest thing with Lamar Jackson since his MVP year, Lamar Jackson, in some in some in some ways, he's kind of digressed a little bit. He's had games this year where I just don't know. He's had a game where he had what four interceptions against the Cleveland Browns, but they found a way to win. Now, I give Ravens, I give Ravens kind of a pass because you got to remember during the preseason, how many running backs, how many running backs has this team has this team lost this year? It seems like about five hundred different running backs it seems to have lost this year. Heck, you lost your top what three before the season even begins. You have to go ahead and get Devontae Freeman, a Le'Veon Bell. Latavius Murray. I mean, you've gone out and just gotten. I mean, what is the old old saying that a skip does ahead that a uh, Tom Brady can pull somebody out of the stands, and throw the ball to him as a receiver? Well, maybe that's what the Ravens have done. They they can go to the, to Baltimore, go into the stands and say, "Hey, can you come down here and run the ball for us?" Because to be honest with you, that's been a, that has been a problem this year. Now, I will say Marcus Brown has upped his game this year. He's always had talent. He's up his game this year. Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins has been what he has been the last several years. He's been injury prone. I do like I do like Bateman, the receiver they've got from the University of Minnesota. I do like him. I'm interested to see what he'll do next season. I know he's been he was hurt at the beginning of the season. But I like to see what he can do moving forward. And Andrews is still is still one of the better tight ends in this league. Sometimes I don't think Andrews gets the proper recognition deserves because you always hear Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. But sometimes Mark, but on Mark Andrews, he's right up there with those with those guys. But the biggest thing with Lamar, Lamar is going to have to throw the ball more this year because of that running game and the injuries. And there's times Lamar has done that. But then there's games where Lamar has digressed. 
that he's had those four interception games. And some throws Lamar makes, you have to wonder, what is he thinking? Before the Pittsburgh Super game, Lamar had that four interception game. He says, I played like a rookie. That's stuff I got to correct. Well, Lamar didn't really correct that at that in the Pittsburgh game. Lamar, to me, is digressed. Now, the biggest thing is, I know that the Ravens are looking to shell out some money for Lamar Jackson. And to be honest with you, they're kind of stuck between that rock and that hard place. I'm sure they will pay Lamar Jackson the money because, let's be honest with you, again, where you're going to find a quarterback, you're not going to find the draft. I do, you're not going to find that much in the free agency. Yeah. So, to be honest with you, they're going to pay them all the money. How much? I don't know. I don't think he's going to be in that Patrick Mahomes money type category. He's not going to be there. I'm sure that his agent will probably say, well, maybe he needs to be in that Dak Prescott. I think that Dak is making, yeah, he might be making, he might need to make Dak Prescott money. Or maybe. Josh Allen. Josh Allen got a contract this all season. And I'm sure that's 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 in the thinking process. But with Coach Harbaugh, I understand what he did. Injuries. He felt that his team could not hold up because he was injured because because of the injuries. And he knew that Pittsburgh was going to drive right down the field and probably score game over with. Again, Coach Harbaugh has earned has earned a lot has earned several passes. You know, to be honest with you, Coach Harbaugh's done a pretty good job this year. I think, in my opinion, and let's be honest with you, with all those injuries to those top three top running backs, he still finds a way to. The defense has not played up to Baltimore even standings. Standings, but hey, let's be honest with you, they're still they're leading they're leading the division. And the MFA, the AFC North is not that bad. The worst record, I believe, is the Cleveland Browns, and they've got a 500 record. And they're the worst team in the division, just off the six and six. So I showed you how good the division has been this year. But Harbaugh's done a very good coaching job this year. The team's in first place. The team has a chance of once again to make the playoffs. But once again, I have no problem with Harbaugh making the call that he made because of, hey, if you feel your team, especially your secondary, was not going to be able to stop Johnson, Claypool, and company, and you figured Ben would have passed the ball, passed the ball, and passed the ball because, because Pittsburgh was probably smart enough to figure out, hey, they don't have enough guys in their secondary. Well, I guess Jim had to cry. I had to Yes, excuse me, not Jim, but Mr. Coach Harbaugh had to pretty much call uncle because what is he going to do if I don't have, if I have hardly any quarterbacks <laughs> that's been activated for that game, what am I going to do? Again, that's kind of the NFL. It's been a wacky, it's like every time you turn around, there's always been a huge injury to somebody or somebody's missing several weeks. But again, Coach Harbaugh had to do what he had to do. And I've got no problem with that. He's been a solid coach in this league for quite some time now. And he says, and if he says that's what he had to do, I'll buy it. 
But the thing is, Lamar needs to up his game. He needs to step up that much more. If he wants that money, that big fat contract, he got to step up his game that much more. Now, the next subject we'll jump on is the firing of the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, Joe Barry. Now, Joe, because everybody knows Joe, he came from LSU. And of course, LSU had a world of talent. They had a good quarter, they had a quarterback who's now the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. Of course, when you had Jamar Chase, you probably had Terrence Marshall, you probably you know, all the other weapons you had on this team. You had Clyde Edwards Blair on that same team. You had talent upon talent upon talent on LSU. That offense produced talent for a couple of years. And Joe got himself a job based off what he could do with that LSU talent. Now, to be honest with you, when he got hired by the Panthers, everybody thought that he could do this exact similar job they did with the with LSU that he could do with the Carolina Panthers. Now, now I gotta be honest, I gotta be honest with you. If you look at what he I mean, well, let's take a look at this year just alone. You got to deal with Sam Donald, PJ Walker, and you had what Cam Newton. You had to deal with those three quarterbacks this year. Now, again, I think he was kind of, uh, everybody thought that he could, do the, he could do wonders with Sam Donald. Well, everybody thought that, well, Sam Donald, because he didn't have enough weapons with the New York Jets, okay, let's trade for him. Let's give him weapons. Okay, well, Sam had weapons. But he still couldn't get, he got off to a pretty decent start. And then, then he got hurt, and he, he couldn't do much. Then all of a sudden, he went back to San Antonio, where with the New York Jets, and then he got hurt, and he's out. It got so bad that you had to re-sign Cam Newton for a year, hoping Cam Newton would come back in and save you. First game out, Cam didn't do that bad of a job. But then again, Cam started to struggle a little bit. Now, Coach Rule wanted to run the ball more. Now, they do have one of the better running backs in the league in Christian McCaffrey. There's no argument about that. But think about it. The last couple of years, ever since Christian McCaffrey signed the contract, he has spent more time on the end reserve or sitting on the bench because he's being hurt more than he's been on that field. You do have you have a, you have a, you have a talented receiver in DJ Moore, who right now is probably the most consistent weapon that you've got right now. Now, last year, you had Curtis Samuel, and Curtis had the best year of his career because Coach yeah, because Coach Barry figured out how to use him. Because to me, he used him pretty much like he was used at Ohio State. Joe figured that out and got to use him. But of course, when he became a free agent, Carolina didn't want him. He jumps to the Washington football team. Now, granted, he hasn't done yet again. He got hurt. So to me, it looks like a smart deal for them. Now, they do have the Diggit Anderson from the Jets, which I thought was a good deal. He didn't play bad last year at all. But this year, he has struggled because of inconsistency at that quarterback position. He's still a talented, he's still a pretty 
talented receiver. Now, the tight end spot, that's been a sore spot. That has not improved yet. I've never been the biggest fan of Carolina's offensive line. Now, and to me, how much can I put on Coach Barry? Well, in a way, it's hard for me to put all of it on Coach Barry. Simple fact is, you're not back at LSU. There's not Joe Burrow running your offense. You've had three different quarterbacks. Oh, you've had everybody four quarterbacking in the last couple of years. You've got one of the most talented running backs in the league, but how long have you had him because he's been hurt? Now, don't get me wrong. You've had some receiving talent. I'm not going to say you haven't had that, but you've had poor play the offensive line. And tight end spots questionable as well. So if you look at it, he probably had more talent at LSU than he did with the Carolina Panthers. And I'm sure, like any other, I'm sure when you want to make a switch, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of NFL coaches to look at offensive coordinators in college and say, hey, we got to go get that guy right there. Because this 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 team is putting up what about fifty points a game. We gotta see if we can do that in the NFL. And maybe you know maybe after a while, like maybe after a while, you maybe at the first, maybe within that first year, you do a little something. Your offense scores, and you look like a genius. But everybody knows. Everybody has to remember Chip Kelly when Chip Kelly first came to the league. Nobody, everybody had a hard time figuring out Chet Kelly's offensive system, and Chip had a good first year. But you know how defensive, defensive coordinators, they catch on to that stuff. And they figure it out. And then after that first year, Chip didn't know what to do. In a situation, in a similar situation, Joe had some things working in his first year with the Carolina. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe the defensive coordinators figured it out, and he struggled. And again, like I said before, Joe didn't really have the talent that he had at LSU either. Because all those LSU skill skill set players are now playing on Sundays here in the NFL. Now I know they want to run the ball more, but when your best running back is is on the sidelines for most of the last two years, it's kind of hard to run the ball. Now I know Hubbard. From Oklahoma State, they drafted him. He'll get a chance for a ball. And Hubbard has has not has played well in Christian McCaffrey's absence. Now, if you go back to next year, I'm sure they'll have they'll have probably a new offensive coordinator. Maybe. Who knows? You go have either Sam Donald or Cam Newton throwing the ball for you next year. Hope you'll have a healthy McCaffrey. Hubbard. Maybe you have a one-two punch in McCaffrey or Hubbard. Still have more. Figure still got Anderson. You got a young man, Terrence, Terrence Marshall. He could be a decent number three receiver for you if you use him more. A tight end. I know that the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to fork up some money to keep Dalton Schultz. Do you think Dalton Schultz is your answer? Could you go ahead and get Dalton Schultz and then come and be your tight end? If you base all of all all of it off of one year, well, I don't know. That's a gamble. 
but how much but I can't really blame it on Joe all on Joe Barry because let's be honest with you. Joe Barry was at they called the prisoner of the moment because everybody was looking at what he did at LSU and how much points LSU could put on the board. But then again, I don't think he had that talent that he had at LSU. Call me call me wrong if you will, but he didn't. So now they they're gonna run the ball more. Well, you got Cam Newton, and I'm sure I'm sure Cam will probably get back to being Cam and run the ball a little bit more. We'll see if Hubbard can hold. And we'll see if Hubbard how many carries will Hubbard get. I'm sure DJ will still be used. Hopefully Anderson will get the ball more. Maybe get the ball to more Terrence Marshall more. But they want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, if that's the case, you're taking out your best weapon in DJ Moore. That means Cam Newton's going to be doing, it's going to be running more. And Hubbard will be running more. And the other set of running backs will be running the ball as more as well. Who knows what you can do? Run the ball 40 times a game. But if I'm, if I'm Matt Rule, let me give you this advice. You still got to pass the ball. And I know tonight's game, I know tonight's game, Mac Jones passed what made three attempts all game long. Okay. Maybe that strategy did work for Bill Belichick, but it's not going to work for you. You're going to have to throw the ball. It's great that you want to run the ball, but not necessarily in the running game. But you got to pass it. You got to keep teams honest. Just a bit of advice. But I'm sure, I'm sure Joe will, will bounce back up on his feet. I would be shocked if he goes back to being an offensive quarterback in college football. And I'm sure there's openings. Can you see him in Southern Cal with, can, yeah, with a Lincoln Riley? I don't know if I see that or not because Lincoln's going to call his own plays. What if he goes to Oklahoma? That possibility could exist to some degree, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll he, I'm sure he'll find a job as an offensive coordinator back in college football somewhere. I'm sure that's probably guaranteed. But I can't blame it all on Joe for the struggles of the Carolina Panthers offense has been this year. It's all on talent. If you don't have the talent. You can't produce. It's pretty simple as that. He didn't have the talent at the quarterback spot. He had a running back again that didn't that couldn't stay healthy enough. He had one receiver that's been consistent all year in DJ Moore. But you didn't use the other two receivers as much. In the tight end spot. Well, you had one good had a pretty decent tight end, Dan Arnold, until you traded him. But you traded him because you needed some help in the secondary. But, again, it's not Joe's fault. But I certainly do wish Joe the best of luck. And like I said, he'll probably land back on his feet. Get an offensive coordinator back in college and areas. His team might put up, uh, yeah, it might put up uh, 40 points per game. You never know. Now, the next subject I'll touch up on is... Um, I guess I will continue my um, bashing of my Cincinnati Bengals. Now, on my last episode, I said it was Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, who I thought the best quarterback was right now. And I did say, and I come out quoted, Justin Herbert. Well, actually, guess what? Justin proved me right. He is the better quarterback.
quarterback right now. Now, granted, I was at work. I didn't get a chance to see the whole game. I got to see highlights. You know, bits and pieces here, bits and pieces there. Now, I know Joe ran for a touch. Joe did run, did run for a touchdown. Now, he made one pass that that got picked off. It really wasn't his fault that Jamar Chase had a, had a had a hand on it. He bobbled it, and it got picked off. So I will not give Burrow. I gotta give Chase the. It was his fault, not Burrow's fault, so much. Now, I think Burrow had a, had a mediocre game, in my opinion. But Justin went out there and lit the Bengals up. Now, see. This is a problem that I've had with the Bengals. I've told the Bengals fans this. The team is too inconsistent. Now, to be honest with you, they if, if the season would end today, as crazy as it sounds, yes, they would make the playoffs. But you got to realize, I want you to take a look at their division. Ravens are in the lead. The Steelers are not, not that far behind. <laughs> then again, it is the Cleveland Browns. And to be honest with you, You've got other people up coming up in the rear. The Indianapolis Colts, they struggled in the beginning, but they were catching on. They were catching on. Carson Wentz hasn't played that bad. And Jonathan Taylor has been a beast, has been a beast of late. Some some think John Taylor could get even some MVP votes. John Taylor's starting to kind of remind me of Derrick of Derrick Henry a little bit. The defense is kind of playing a, a, a little better. The defense is playing a little more up to par. To be honest with you, I don't think the Bengals could beat the Colts right now. There's a lot of, I think the Steelers are still in the chase. The Cleveland Browns are still in the chase. Uh, I think even the Denver Broncos even got a slim, a slim, a slim chance. And yes, those Chargers are still there as well. But I keep beating the bush over and over again. And I've said this before, Cincinnati may be another year away. I've got no problem. I do like Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon's having a career year. Now, Chase got off the, a high, high start. But now defenses are taking that deep ball away. And now you got guys like T. Higgins, who the last couple weeks started to come on fire. Tyler Boyd had a pretty decent game yesterday. Now Higgins and Boyd are getting, are getting the ball, and rightfully so. They were two solid receivers. I told a friend the other day, and I'll be honest with you, I've always thought T. Higgins was a better receiver than Jamar Chase. I'm sure people are going to say, but what the hell is he talking about? Higgins had a pretty decent rookie year last year, his second-year player. Now the numbers are probably not the way they were last year because everybody's been keen on Chase and keen on Chase. And Chase got off to, like, like I said, that hot start. But now Chase is cold off. Higgins, Boyd, they're getting better. Joe Mixon's having a career year. But the problem is I've never been sold on, on the Bengals' offensive line. It still needs to be worked on. I think they've had uh, some injuries on the offensive line here of late. But the defense, the defense has a lot of has highs and it has some lows. And yesterday it had some lows. To be honest with you, the Chargers jumped out into a quick lead, but the Bengals closed that gap pretty quickly. And then all of a sudden, the defense faltered, and then it took off, and the Chargers took off. Now, 
Now, whether to me, I've won total Bengals fans, I don't really think the Bengals would make the playoffs. I still got my doubts that they make the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised because to me, I think the Colts, I think the Colts have a chance to make the playoffs more so than the Bengals do right now. Now, whether I think Pittsburgh, I don't, I'd be honest with you, I really don't think Pittsburgh can do it. I don't really don't think Cleveland has a shot. Denver, Denver, who knows about Denver? Now, if the Bengals somehow slide into the playoffs, I hate to say it, but they'll be they'll they'll end up losing. Like all those old Bengal teams lost in the Marvin Lewis in the first round. And to me, they're still a year away. But to me, I've never been sold. I've never been sold on the defense. I'm not sold on the offensive line. But I keep telling Bengal fans, when you get that high, here comes Lowe's. I know we said they beat Pitt, they swept Pittsburgh this year. They did beat the Ravens. I get that. Remember this though: they barely beat Jacksonville. They lost to the New York Jets. And that right there, you never should have done. Now, again, I keep saying it. They're a year away. Mark my words, what I say right here and right now. If you somehow slide into the playoffs, you're going to get bounced in the first round. Guarantee it. I still like Joe Burrow. Don't get me wrong. But Justin's above. Justin is above Joe Burrow. The Chargers, they've always had talent on that team. But it can never be put together. Now, I know if anybody in the Chargers, it wasn't that long ago, the Chargers were one of the most injury-ridden teams for like, what, three years running? Because every time we came around, the Chargers had some huge, huge injury. Again, they seem to be genius. They're going to be, it appears to be, they're going to be out this coming week without their top receiver, Keenan Allen, because of a COVID issue. Now, I've never been sold on Chargers' offensive line. I like Austin Eckler. Now, Mike Williams, he did come back to life a little bit this past week. But now Mike Williams goes up number one, number one receiving position this week because Keenan's going to be out. But again, Justin showed me more in two years thus far than Joe Burr has shown me in his first two years. Again, I'm saying that, yeah, Burrow, Burrow has had a pretty decent year. There was even talk that Joe Burrow was like in top, what, 10 as far as MVP voting at one point in time. But again, I said, Justin, he's better than Burrow. The question mark is, who's going who's gonna to hit his team to the playoffs? What quarterback could get this team a little bit further in the playoffs? What quarterback will have the opportunity maybe one day I'm not going to say either one of them is going to do it this year but can one of those quarterbacks take his team to the Super Bowl and win it now that would be the stretch I'm not saying it's not impossible but it could be possible you never know 
we'll see. But in the fans for right now, I say the four just is better than Joe. If you make the playoffs, and if you do make the playoffs, I'd like to get bounced in the first round. I'm still not sold on Cincinnati yet. They lost. They just lost. Now this week they got to play the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers come off of a tough loss to the Seattle Seahawks. And to be honest with you, I would be shocked if they dropped this week to the 49ers too. Because I'm be honest with you, I think Justin's better than Jimmy G. Please don't get me wrong on that. But can you stop? Yeah, but are you going to be able to stop the running game? My guess is Dabo misses the second week. But can you stop Brian? Yeah, but can you stop George Kittle? George Kittle just had a great, come on, for a great game. I got to be honest with you. I don't know if you can do that or not. Maybe get lucky. Maybe you get Jimmy to throw an interception. But to be honest with you, this is one of those games that maybe, if you look at it, they maybe they have a chance to win. But I got a feeling you'll mess it up and you'll probably lose. So I wouldn't be shocked if you lose two weeks in a row and then the premonitions come true. Bengals fans, you're not ready yet. Give it another year. We'll see what happens with that next year. But it's not your year this year. I think the Bengals will eventually mess it up. You will not make the playoffs. And let's talk about a uh, a Garden Minshew sighting for the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. A Garden a Garden played very well yesterday. He played, he played extremely well yesterday. I mean, the first couple drives of the game, he looked, yeah, he looked, he pretty much looked like uh, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady out there. Granted, he was against the New York Jets, but he played well. He played well, very well. And I'm sure here it comes. Now we're talking about. Minshew, maybe he should be the quarterback instead of Jalen Hurts. Now, for the Eagles fans, is Minshew came in and did what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to keep the ship right. And he did exactly what he had to do. Now, as funny as it sounds, even the Eagles are kind of floating around. Are floating around at possible. They might have it out a long shot. But they're still in playoff contention. Now, the biggest thing, and to be honest with you, it's Jalen Hurts has been responsible for he getting them to the, keeping them, keeping them at least try to keep them safe as best as possible. Now, I know Jalen gets ridiculed because he has issues throwing the ball, and yeah, I know Jalen can run in daylight, but that's been an issue, and people have been wondering all year long. Well. Is Jalen the franchise quarterback? Well, let me, this, let me be honest with you. Let me pump the brakes. And you really think that Minshew is, is, is your quarterback of the future? Look, Minshew did what he was supposed to do yesterday. Most quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks in the NFL, you try to find a quality one. Because that, if that starting quarterback from North gets hurt, you're supposed to just write the ship. You're supposed to make, you're supposed to have, he's supposed to keep it steady. Well, Garden did his job yesterday. He kept it steady. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. 
in the running game. Actually, the running game sort of came to life yesterday. It was either Miles Sanders' side, and I think he had over 100 yards yesterday. Now, the other receiver, I think, other than Dallas Goddard, now the other receivers didn't like, like the way they had fired yesterday. I think, now, I think Watkins might have had a halfway decent game. I think he might have, he had a decent game. But you didn't hear much from Devontae Smith. Now, I'm sure if fantasy football fans actually played Devontae Smith, took a gamble and played him, it didn't play out too well. I think he had two catches for 15 yards. But there's not, there's no, there's nothing to see here. There's just not a offensive guy from, yeah, there's not a quarterback controversy. Coach Star came out and said that when Jalen's healthy, Jalen will start. Well, that kind of sums it up, right? Then again, I guess you've heard all NFL coaches say the same thing in the past that, hey, that, uh, this guy's going to keep his job. Then you turn around and say, well, wait a minute. Nah, I changed my mind. Minshew did so well. Hurts your Roger Minch. He's going to be the starting quarterback. Well, and of course, I've, heard, I've even heard a report now, out there now that there's even a buzz, a rumor going around now that maybe this offseason, maybe Philadelphia will jump into the Sean Watson case. They'll jump into it like the sweepstakes, try to get the Sean Watson now, Deshaun Watson, yes, he is an upgrade over Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to deny that. But, well, if you're Jalen Hurts, how, how does that make you feel if the Deshaun Watson thing is now really hanging over you? Now, I'm sure, of course, these are rumors and speculations, and I'm sure that if you go to the um, Philadelphia front office and ownership, they're going to deny that. And there's been a buzz coming out of Philadelphia that the GM could be it could be in trouble. I guess because of the Carlson Wentz Wentz trade, and actually Wentz has got out. He hasn't done that bad of a job for the Colts. Actually, Wentz, if some people could make an agreement, Wentz might be might be doing a little bit better than than Hurts. If you want to make if you want really want to make that statement. But, I mean, what is this controversy? There is no controversy. Hurts is probably the starter. Minshew's the backup. Minshew done exactly what he was supposed to do yesterday. Plain and simple. Heck, even Cooper Rush did what he was supposed to do. The Cowboys won the one game he quarterbacked in. And he did what he was supposed to do for that one game. See, backup, that's the job of a backup quarterback is to keep it as steady as possible until the main man comes back, right? Common sense. It's reasonable. It's a reasonable thing to ask of your backup. That's why it's so hard in this league to get a quality backup quarterback. The funny thing about it is, it was the Eagles that had both Minshew and Joe Flacco. And then turned them trading Joe Flacco to the Jets because they had Minshew on their team. Well, but this Sean Watson thing, I don't know. I don't think I see Phil, I, you know, I don't know if I see Philadelphia doing it or not. It'd be interesting. Can you imagine if Deshaun did go there? Well, you have a decent offensive line. The running game, it depends your version of the running game. Sanders, to me, Miles Sanders is a good 
is now a number one running back. He can, he's the type of guy that can split carries with somebody else. I love Devontae Smith. But some of the other guys are a little inconsistent. I love Dallas Goddard. Goddard now has got the number one position, a tight number one tight end spot all locked up because now Zach Ertz is with the Cardinals. Now, to be honest with you, if you brought in Deshaun Watson, is he better than Dak Prescott? Well, yeah, Deshaun is better than Dak a little bit. Is he better than Ritz in Washington's quarterback position? Yes. Is he better than Daniel Jones? Yes. Not saying Deshaun Watson wouldn't give you an upgrade at position. He would. But the question you got to answer yourself is, okay, let's see, you go and do that. What do you do with Jalen Hurts? Because I can't, I can't see letting Jalen Hurts be your backup quarterback. Now, I can see you having Gardner Minshew staying around be your backup quarterback. I get that, and I'm going to understand that. But if you want to get Deshaun Watson, where is he going to put Jalen Hurts? That's probably, that's probably going to get Jalen Hurts a ticket out of town. And he'll probably get traded for a, a couple of draft picks. Now, would somebody gamble on Jalen Hurts? I'm sure somebody probably would gamble on him. Would you see Jalen Lucas have Jalen going to the Carolina Panthers? He'd, be, he'd probably be an upgrade with Sam Donald, a slight upgrade over Cam Newton. But again, speculation, rumors, right? <laughs> rumors, rumors are odd. They're a crazy little thing. But for Philadelphia fans, if you think Minshew, if you think Garden Minshew is going to be your starting quarterback, Moving forward, I know you're on a bye this week. You get to kick back, you get to relax just a little bit. But after the bye week, assuming that Jalen Hurts' ankle is healed up, he is going to be the quarterback moving forward. Again, like I said, Minshew did what he's supposed to do. He was supposed to stay the ship. And he did that. He did his job. That's why he got traded. That's why you traded for him, to do that. He did his job. Did it very well, too. Grant might be missing the New York Jets, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was a high school football team. He did his job. He kept that ship steady. They had a good game plan. They went in. He, in the field of the Eagles offense, executed just right. But Philadelphia fans, to be honest with you, there is no controversy here. Jalen's going to be your quarterback moving forward. No matter what, the offseason could be another story. But for right now, challenge your quarterback. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all for this show. Um, hopefully, I'll get a chance to, at some point this week, to pop out another episode for you. But for those, I want to say thank you to those who have listened to the show and, uh, and who will continue to be. Hopefully, you guys will continue to do so until next week. Until my next show, I should say, take care.